Hey, y'all. It's Emma, one half of your Not Safe for Weebs host extraordinaires. Uh, I just wanted to chime in real quick at the start of this episode and let you know that uh, we had some audio issues with Chris's microphone. It was really my fault. He sounded kind of off when we were recording. I think that it was just his computer audio picking up his voice rather than the microphone. And I didn't say anything because in the past, in the program that we've used, his audio has sometimes sounded a little more processed to me, and then the final product has come out sounding really, really great. Uh, that was not the case this time, but you know, he just sounds a little like he's on the telephone. It's still totally listenable, uh, but we're aware now that we need to double check that issue. But you know what? It's still a great episode. The content is amazing. We have a fantastic guest. So I hope that y'all enjoy this episode and we will talk at you again next week. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Not Safe for Weebs, episode 12. I am Chris Lamb, one of the hosts of Dragon Ball, and uh, here's my co-host. Sorry, did you say that you were a Dragon Ball? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah and i'm i'm the the girl genius co-host emma five uh that's amazing i love that you just went for being an item rather than like a person yeah i mean you know it's 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 like a it's like an artistic parallel with um usagi's odango you know got it okay all right i'm very I, art- I i'm where- very artsy you know i went to yeah i see Berkeley. i see where you're coming from i see where you're coming from <laughs> all right which number dragon ball are you uh the first one obviously oh okay <laughs> <laughs> chris before we uh dive into uh this episode you want to uh, tell the folks at home what our fandom term of the day is yeah i'm really excited to talk about the fandom term of the day so um, the term that we have this week is a one shot. And I'm going to guess that we've probably used that term before, but just formally to explain to people, a one shot is somewhat self-explanatory, kind of not. (laughs) Um, it's, it just refers to a self-contained manga story. Um, it just means that it's not a serial, it's not a series, it's not serialized. It's not like a traditional sense of like, you know, a mainstream manga would be right in terms of like having multiple chapters being published, you know, every time something like Shonen Jump is published. Um, It usually is used to refer to, you know, doujinshi, smut doujinshi, but it's not limited to just fan works. Like one shot doesn't imply a fan work, but it usually that's usually what it means because um, that's where one shots are usually are allowed to exist because most of the time if you're like, you know, a big manga mangaka then you're expected to write like a chapter based. Yeah, listen, thing. you you got to have an epic. You got to have lots of different stories, lots of characters, make, development, make that money. Conflict. Yeah, make that money with your long running series. But no, one shots for sure is something that I see thrown around in the in the fandom world a lot, particularly when it comes to fan fiction. And let me tell you, that's the kind of fanfic I tend to read because I got stuff going on. I can't read those like, multi-chapter, hundred thousand plus word fanfics. You're a girl. You're, 
You're a girl on the go. A girl on the go. Yeah, I'm a girl on the go that does not fit in my schedule. Also, like, if the sex doesn't start happening within like the first three, <laughs> within like the first three paragraphs, I'm out. Uh, so, uh, I am so so excited about the guest that we have on the show today because she is largely a, a lot of the reason why this podcast even exists. I believe we directly referenced her in episode zero and the fact that via Twitter I was. Uh, it was brought to my attention that this was somebody else that shared in my interest uh, in 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 smut of the drawn variety. It is none other than the legendary Ms. Danny Fernandez. Yes, thanks for having me. I do. I love I love it. I love following naughty artwork. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, and I mean that that shouldn't have come to a come as a surprise to me rather at all, Danny. Just based on the fact that I I know that on your Instagram and things like you you share a lot of mm -hmm. uh, kind of like spicy art, if you will. Um, but it is always like a great joy to discover that somebody else, uh, you know, like Google's Dojinchi late at night. <laughs> oh, totally. I still do. I still do, which is so funny. It was something that I was so entertained by in middle school and high school. But the fact that I never grew out of it and now I don't have to. Yes. Because I, I feel like there are areas of this country. I feel very lucky to be in both the nerd community and L.A. where it's like you're just supposed to be as weird as possible yes. because I feel there's other areas of this country where if people knew like if I was one of the moms like if I had a kid and it was like a play group and I in like Dakota South Dakota or something and like I was looking at like Goku's dick or something I don't know if we're allowed to like yeah. I think that I'd be seen as that. weird yeah I think I'd be seen as weird so like whereas here it's like oh that's no oh my gosh that's normie that's nothing yeah. you know yes, exactly you're like oh just dicks not like tentacles or like multi-dick monsters like you good you good he, yeah. his, his hands aren't penises like <laughs> typical typical Tuesday it is yeah no so anyway Danny so that actually leads really well into Yes. Uh, just kind of talking to you about your personal history as far as fandom is concerned. So, you know, you mentioned that in middle school and high school, you were really entertained by, you know, kind of digging into the dark web in, in search of uh, sexy art of some of your favorite fictional characters. Do you remember what the first like it could even just be a not safe for work fan art that you came across, like what it was, what property it was, et cetera? The one that comes to mind is um, B Chan's uh, website. Uh, I think she was really huge. B Chan, I think it still exists, to be honest, because I think I looked it up like a year ago. <laughs> and she had a lemon that was literally titled like Lemon, or so like it had to do yes. with like it was like Bulma and Lemons. And I think. Oh. Um, but that, but she would do it. She would she would do erotic artwork on her site mm -hmm. so it wasn't like as official right like you know it was more westernized okay that's the word i would use is more sure. westernized yeah 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 but that was um the first i remember and honestly as much as i love i love vegeta and bulma like they're you know my favorite i would say my second one that i would look at a lot was gohan and videl like oh. that to me was also, I think I love, my favorite thing is the will they, won't they element. Yes. 
And yeah. so my favorite Bullman Vegeta stories were always the three years. Like, what happened in those yes! three years when Trunks <laughs> before Trunks came around? Yep. And um, and same with Gohan and Videl. It was like once they kind of started thinking about being an item and flirting, like what exactly happened? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I'm a big fan of of will they, won't they also. And the the slow burn of characters getting together, at least from an emotional standpoint. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real sucker for a, a drawn out period of what seems to just be casual sex. Right. Uh, <laughs> but then turns into something more. Yes. Uh, no, that's, yes. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, did When you were growing up, did you ever, Ever, uh, obviously, you know, you, you saw some of the sexy artwork. Was there any, like, actual doujinshi that you remember reading that was, um, like, either translated or not? Yeah, totally. I mean, so much. So much. I wish yeah. I remembered all the titles. Yeah. Um, and some of them I know that you can order. Like, and yeah. I was so yes. of. But I was like, I can't use my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're like, I uh. don't. Oh, yeah. There's so beautiful. Like, there's so, so much that I read, to be honest. And I really don't. I wish I remembered some of the titles. There was one that had a cover that was almost, like, Western, like literally Western. Like I think they were like, oh, cowboy. like cowboys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? I yeah. do. Yeah. I, I just don't remember all the titles of them, but yeah, definitely. I feel I've consumed so much. I, yeah. That as I was doing research to come up with some like material and stuff for this episode, I definitely was having flashbacks to being a teenager because again, like we are talking about, if you guys can't guess uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Vegeta Bulma ship from Dragon Ball Z and Super. Um, so we're talking about, you know, a, a, a pairing that's existed since the nineties. Mm-hmm. So there's, a plethora of material available. And one of the things I found that was not surprising to me and was sort of coming back to me, I think, as I was doing research was like how much really good, like female gazy stuff there is for this pairing. Yes. Yes. Like there's so much uh, material featuring Bulma and Vegeta that is written for women, by women as well, but for women. Um, and, and I, I'd really like yeah. to go into where like maybe where you two think that comes from because I, I, I feel like it's because Bulma is a good character and like it's just because of their dynamic that it kind of um, invites that type of um, sure. more fan work, I guess. And also, women want to fuck Vegeta. That's really yeah. like, <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're right. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it, though, Vegeta is drawn very feminine. Yes. And I find that really fascinating because he's so, and, and liberating mm-hmm. because his personality is so macho yeah. in the series. But really, I think he's very comfortable with his manhood I would say in a way that like I mean he shows off I feel like as the need to be powerful but there's something really like the way that he loves Bulma like you know and it takes a minute Mm -hmm. in the series but like the way that he just openly and towards the end in super really embraced like the whole dance he does and like that you know it's just it's fascinating to me so he's yeah. I think what it is is like they're honestly both just really great characters who experience 
believable and compelling growth. Um, and we'll talk more about that as we really dive into these characters a little later in the episode. But before we move on to to getting into the nitty gritty of Dragon Ball, uh, Danny, I know for a fact that you've written sexy fan fiction because you've, <laughs> you've, you've read it publicly on the internet before. But <laughs> prior to that, did you ever write fan fiction for like your own enjoyment? <laughs> yeah, I did. I feel like I at some point had it like on fanfiction.net mm. but I don't know what happened um I was also in B Chan's like chat rooms and stuff nice so, like uh role playing quite a bit oh people that were probably in their 40s <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a child. Now my question is did the FBI ever come to your house? oh my gosh no not like if you know um however my mom oh my gosh okay so I I was a troll apparently back in the day oh Nice. I read on fanfiction.net, I read a Vegeta and Bulma fanfic, and I replied and critiqued it. <laughs> like, I was that person, apparently, when I was in middle school. And oh so God. I was like, Vegeta would never do this. He would never <laughs> like, not even kidding. And my mom found it, because I guess it sends an email confirmation when you oh my reply to somebody like that. And she was like... What what I think she was very concerned. It was like you're talking about sex and you're talking about fictional characters having sex. And like furthermore, you're you're so invested, you know what they would do and not do. Like I think it was very alarming for her. So Yeah. That, yeah, man, that is that's really funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you just now I'm like... just like luckily I have my own career and <laughs> my own money and nobody can say shit. But let's uh, let's get into uh, Dragon Ball a bit. So obviously, I I know uh, that Danny and I both watched Dragon Ball Z, etc. Growing up, Chris, I don't think I've ever actually asked you if you're into Dragon Ball at all. Yeah, um, I recently started uh, trying to sit down and watch it just during quarantine. Like I've been binging a lot of shows, and this is definitely one of them that I'm trying to like ha finally have under my belt. Hmm. Um, I definitely grew up not like kind of being kind of an ass and kind of priding myself on not liking something that's quote unquote popular. Uh, uh, one of those. I, I know. Um, it, <laughs> no, it's okay. Because like, I mean, I mean, like, Emma, like, you know me, like, like I kid, like just imagine that, but worse as a yeah. kid. So, so, <laughs> so like, imagine. so like, you know, when I was watching like, you know, um, Sail I was watching like Sailor Moon and then mm -hmm. and, and then like when I when I saw Dragon Ball I was like mm, this seems like really like you know brutal and like masculine and like really like you know like <laughs> like you know not not very like pretty and sparkly and so like mm, I don't know if it's like really my thing you know um mm. and, and and you know like you know a lot of the boys that like I, I think the thing is that like when I see like really muscular men like that I mm. like it kind of reminded me of like you know, the really straight acting boys that would bully me sure. in school. And yeah. so I think I kind of associated with, with that, like very hyper-masculine type of energy, which I mean, when you look at their bodies and the way that they're drawn, like they have that very sharp angular type of look to them already. Yeah. Um, but um, I think definitely looking back now, right? Like, like, like we're, we're in 2020 now, we're looking back at, at like, at, <laughs> At this show as like the cultural object of the 90s that is like you know very much like 
like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z kind of like both kind of defining the 90s together for both of us, for us, for all of us. Yeah. That like anime, um, it's, it's definitely something that I am trying to um, really internalize more, you know, as, as something sure. that I want to respect, something that I really, that I want to know about and some, and, and something that uh, clearly liked um, put a lot of people like formed a lot of people's identities mm, since they were sure. growing up with that show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think as much as Sailor Moon is a gateway anime for a lot of people, it was certainly my gateway anime that made me actively seek out more and become the otaku I am today. I was concurrently watching Dragon Ball. And though I liked Sailor Moon better than Dragon Ball, I also really enjoyed Dragon Ball. And I feel like that did shape a lot of it like while I was watching Sailor Moon because Dragon Ball Z was also on the fact that that was also available for me to watch and I was consuming that like that just helped fuel the fire if you will Danny I want to know about your like first exposure Mm. to Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball yeah DBZ it was with um Toonami. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same. Toonami (laughs) was my first introduction. So I was introduced to DBZ first uh, because that's what they were showing. And um, Dragon Ball Z, for for some reason, and a lot of people have discussed it and done like um, blogs and things on it, is cross-cultural in a way that not a lot of other shows are. It is. In a way where the black community has latched onto it so heavily. The Latino community has latched onto it so heavily. Of course, you know, everybody that watched Toonami and of course... Uh, where it comes from in Japan, where where Goku is literally an Olympic mascot, you know? Yeah. But it is fascinating that other anime that is seen as a gateway anime hasn't, you know, it has a huge significance in certain different types of communities, Mm. but the way that DBZ has crossed cultured in a lot of POC communities is very fascinating. Yes. Um, So that is something that I you know, kind of go back to when people kind of downplay its significance. Sure. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, I, so I watched it on Toonami. I, at the time, you know, my main source of, of uh, television was like uh, the ABC morning block, like Mm -hmm. recess and pepper Ann and watching Rugrats and Doug at night, you know, um, Hey Arnold, angry beavers. And so when DBZ came around, it was, that's a different, a totally different game. These are adults. These aren't kids, you know, just like dicking around in, in school in elementary school. These are adults like saving the world. And it's not that I didn't watch, Batman the anime no, of series, course. which was also adult, but like it wasn't this bloody. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. this. Yeah. And like, I, I think yeah. too, as far as like early exposure to anime goes, there is this moment of discovery where you go, as you say, Danny, number one, this is about adults who are saving the world in a very in a way where the threat to the world feels very large and obvious and not like it's kids secretly know there's bad guys trying to take over the world and they're on this like secret identity adventure. There's no secret identities in this. These people are just saving the world. Right. And, and there it- is also that concept of it being a, a serialized through line story. Yes. Yeah. 
And I also think like it's just brutal, man. Like the the scene where <laughs> Vegeta dies from mm. Frieza is just like they you don't see that in other even quote unquote more adult themed right um, like ba- Batman the animated series or Justice like any of those where it is like grown adults. It's like sure. you don't see that violence. And and I'm not saying that it just is a different uh it it is different and i i think it is important to you know danny you bring up the sort of the the cross-cultural impact of dragon ball and that is something that i certainly see uh having been fortunate enough to have been involved in several uh dragon ball related events professionally throughout my career um but yeah but i do think that there is a certain level of there are people who are into Dragon Ball and all of its associated properties, particularly, I would say, Dragon Ball Z and then yeah. Dragon Ball Super, right. that aren't necessarily into other Their anime. anime right? yeah. Totally, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If if you have no idea what Dragon Ball is, um, I, I again, it's such a huge part of the cultural zeitgeist in a way that I think transcends anything we've talked about on this show before, even though we have talked about some really popular titles like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball's been around for forever. It, it's certainly not what put Toei as an animation studio on the map. Toei had been around for a long time doing really great work, but I do think that that Dragon Ball was the thing that, like, solidified them as like this studio is a mainstay and they're they're just going to keep they're going to keep churning out good stuff and even if they never make anything good again they'll always have dragon ball (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah i i think it's interesting that that you talk about it being in the zeitgeist and being like such a cultural object too because it it's i think it's kind of interesting that like i mean like it's it's tough to tell like if a current anime is going to be cultural zeitgeisty mm. like right because like it's one of those hindsight 2020 situations right yeah um but but i also do feel like it kind of has to do with the fact that you know we are in like a 90s resurgence in terms of just fashion and a lot of visual stuff and and um, like I I, I, yeah. I dress like bulma irl like yeah. i just do <laughs> <laughs> yeah because because like um because like i actually have noticed um like you know in a lot of places especially places that sell streetwear that there are a lot of places that have licensed Dragon Ball iconography to like to sell with clothes and stuff. No, yeah. absolutely. It's a huge license. It's everywhere. Um, and I and I mean, just to like give you an example, and I mean, granted, my parents came at it from an advantage because my brother and I did watch Dragon Ball Z all the time growing up and we got all of Dragon Ball on VHS and we had fan subs of Dragon Ball GT like we were in it. Um, but you know, my parents were at a trivia night and there was a, a, you know, just random general trivia question, which was, uh, you know, what what race is Goku? And my mom knew it was saying <laughs> like, how funny. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So so again, like Dragon Ball is it's it, it's just as recognizable as any sort of sci-fi action property, I I would say, particularly animated, uh, you know, when people think of, when people think of anime, even if they're, even though there is a large percentage of people, I think, who are into Dragon Ball, once again, who are not necessarily into anime, but when people think of anime like this, this is what they think of. They think of the over top, the over the top action. They think of the spiky hair like this. This is it. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it just influenced so many action movies, like both Japanese and Western, like 
right? Just yeah. Oh, so most definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. but uh, so for people that don't know it, uh, do we want to start talking? Tell people yeah, what it is. I think- yeah, so Dragon Ball, let's talk just a little about the, the story of Dragon Ball. So Dragon Ball, basically, the, the original Dragon Ball, and the manga, by the way, uh, which was created by, by Akira Toriyama, it the manga is all technically Dragon Ball, even though the anime is broken into 3.5 different <laughs> series. 3.5 by sleep. Yeah, because GT <laughs> is no longer considered to be canon. So basically, uh, yeah, Akira Toriyama is the creator of Dragon Ball, um, and... Of course, you know, as as far as the anime goes, Z and Super, all Dragon Ball under the manga itself. Uh, and, and it follows the adventures of protagonist Goku, who is a strong, naive boy, meets up with a, a genius girl named Bulma, and they set out to gather the seven wish-granting Dragon Balls. Um, Dragon Ball Z continues those adventures, except for now Goku is not a little boy. He is an adult. Uh, and... Because of the events in Dragon Ball, which get more serious as the show goes on, the Dragon Balls are now more often used for more serious things like, oh, we got involved in a fight to save the Earth and one of our friends died. Gotta get the Dragon Balls and summon Shenron and wish him back to life. Uh, Also, uh, in Dragon Ball Z, since again, Goku is now an adult. He is married. uh, He has a kid. Uh, and Dragon Ball Z also sees the introduction of who starts off as an enemy and ends up being his rival, but ally, uh, Vegeta, the Prince of All Saiyans, uh, who it is, of course, also revealed that Goku himself is from the planet Saiyan. Uh, but yeah, the, the initial story was just an adaptation of, uh, Journey to the West, or, or certainly that served as the basis for what, uh, Toriyama was writing, which is one of the Chinese novels about the Monkey King. So, again, it, it when you get into uh, it, like Dragon Ball does very much follow that kind of Journey West format, but then they get into more of the martial arts tournament side of things, and we kind of scratch the surface of saving the Earth, uh, and we really, we really go into that full stop in uh, Dragon Ball Z. And then it's literally saving multiple universes in Dragon Ball Super. So <laughs> they just, you know, they just keep, they're following that improv rule. They're just heightening. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk a little uh, about the pairing that we are uh, discussing today. So let's, let's start uh, with the character of Bulma, who again has been around since, since the old OG Dragon Ball days uh, when she was a, a teenage girl. Uh, so Bulma is a scientist. She is the younger daughter of the Capsule Corporation founder, uh, Dr. Reese, and his wife, Ponchi. And her older sister is named Tights. Tights is a character. With, it's a super funny fact about Tights is like she wasn't introduced until uh, the Space Patrolman uh, Jocko manga. Uh But then they were like, oh, she's canon. And so Bulma just had a sister who she didn't mention for 15 years. No. Um, no. She was busy. She was was busy. No. I'm just like, I don't accept. Same with um, whatever his name is. uh, Table or. Oh, yeah. uh, Vegeta's brother. Yeah. I'm like, no, sorry. Don't exist. No, well, y'all I, are y'all are single child. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Families. Um, and Bulma has had a a, a number of uh, uh, she tends to express interest in a in in a number of attractive men uh, over the time, but uh, 
prior to settling down with Vegeta, so to speak, uh, she was the girlfriend of Yancha. Uh, but Yancha is, listen, what are y'all's feelings on Yamcha? <laughs> I find it fascinating. There's a bunch of Yamcha heads, like people mm-hmm. that go to bat for him because mm. they're Dragon Ball people. I think it depends <laughs> on when you were introduced to him. Yeah. Right. Because DBZ, he was just a straight up punk. Like he just was weak and yeah. and dumb. And but if you I mean he was he was uh he was more respectable, I feel, in Dragon Ball, even though he was kind of comedic relief in a lot of times and his like fear of women. But um I don't know. I, I like him when he's a supportive, like he knows his place. Yeah. He's like, there's no way I'm competing with these guys. And so I just, I support you. We love yeah. a man. We love a man that knows his place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah he definitely gets a little sidelined in, uh, in Dragon Ball Z, uh, just in, in general and quite literally with Bulma, uh, who ends up marrying Vegeta, uh, unexpectedly, I would say this, this, I feel like was a development as far as characters' relationships went that took people by surprise. Um, because I feel like a lot of the time in in any sort of fiction that is aimed at, because this is the thing is, yeah, Dragon Ball is definitely, uh, it's definitely violent. And there's definitely some fan service involved, particularly in like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball. Um, but it's it's like for middle schoolers, kind of, I would say, was sort of the target age range, technically, even though it's certainly enjoyed by older audiences. Um, and I think in a lot of material that is aimed at that particular demographic, people tend to be sort of one and done, you know, as far as their relationships go. So, like, I think that there was a level of, oh, well, you know, uh, Yamcha and Bulma got together in Dragon Ball, so they'll just be together forever. Like, that's her boyfriend, the end. And then Vegeta comes along. Vegeta starts off as a bad guy uh, and then ends up marrying, like, the primary female protagonist. That was crazy to me as a kid. I don't know if you guys experienced that same feeling. I just loved it. Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to go through like the archive of like all of like all of the the like shows that I've that I've watched in my whole life. And like I'm I'm like I don't know like how often I see I I see that. Mm. I mean like I, I know that it, it happens sometimes, but I don't I don't know if that happens that often where like a guy not only becomes good, but they also like fall in love with um, one of the main yeah. women. This is actually literally uh, in the Pride and Prejudice. This is Mr. Darcy. Oh. <laughs> completely. Completely. Like, if you look back at this or Shakespearean or Jane Austen, like if you look back at um, literature, you have these characters who have a level of, that hate each other, yeah. but have a level of respect for the fact that they're both just... Uh, hard asses yeah. <laughs> you know right yeah. right and they they nobody else gets them and i think vegeta respects how much bulma doesn't fear him mm-hmm. necessarily she kind of does to some extent but then she's like okay get over it like yeah 
like fuck off yeah. and um i think that takes a lot of i think he's curious about the yeah. fact that she doesn't care about losing her life to him sometimes <laughs> yeah like telling too. him off and you kind of need that in a woman like you need yeah. someone I yeah think he, i can't remember if he said this but i think or if this is just a point that a lot of us say but bulma and chi chi act like saiyans like the fact that their husbands are afraid of them yes 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 no vegeta does say something to that effect in super where basically he's talking with goku when Chi Chi's mad at him and he's like, yeah, well, like, Saiyans like strong women with their own opinions. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, that's the thing is, I, I think that because obviously, like, Bulma is not a fighter, but she's one of the first female characters that I can remember coming across when yeah. I was growing up that helped me get over that incorrect perception of the strong female character that she had to be able to go toe to toe with the male characters in every respect. Right. Because Bulma is portrayed as like, yeah, she's silly and she's fun uh, and she does goofy things sometimes. But at the end of the day, she is incredibly smart and she's portrayed as being essential to the survival of the earth of the Z fighters, et cetera, et cetera, because yeah. she is so smart. I love her. Um, so even though she's not a fighter, she's still very emotionally strong. Um, and yeah, like she's not somebody that had to be able to literally hold her own in a fight to hold her own as a compelling character. Right. I think she has like that very important, sensibility that I think um is it was definitely is the reason why a lot of people like her which is like yeah. being strong in like inspiring people to be strong in their own way you know yeah yeah I think that's very true um but yeah like I I, I love that Pride and Prejudice comparison like you totally nailed it it's um, such a yeah. good comparison oh my god yeah I, I uh, wonder if well, I wonder if Mr. Toriyama, I wonder if you read some Jane Austen. <laughs> well, let's let's get into our our uh, uh, anime alien prince, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> uh, so Vegeta is is actually Vegeta the Fourth, uh, recognized as Prince uh, Vegeta. He is the prince of the fallen Saiyan race, uh, and he is aside. He ends up becoming aside from Goku once again. This this was a turn of events for me watching the show because you are introduced to him as a bad guy and then he ends up becoming one of the main protagonists, like secondary only to Goku. Um, he he is, a as we were previously discussing, he's, he's real stubborn. He's real stubborn and prideful. Uh, and he thinks he's better than everybody else. Uh, and he was a, you know, a ruthless, cold-blooded warrior and an outright killer. Uh, at when he was part of the Frieza Force, but later he decides that he's not going to be part of the Frieza Force, and now he's going to live on Earth. Um, Vegeta experiences some of the best character growth uh, from his introduction to the end of Dragon Ball Super, I feel like, of any of the characters in Dragon Ball. Because um, he, again, like, he starts off as, even outside of being a bad guy, of being very, very uh, self-centered and egotistical and, again, like, really considers himself to be superior to everybody. But as time goes on, you see him evolve into a person who, like, 
has feelings and he kind of maintains that facade to protect the people that he loves and he really loves his Aww. family. <laughs> like I don't know if if you guys have similar Vegeta feelings to me or not. Oh, completely. I mean, uh definitely watching Vegeta scenes like I was I was like looking up compilations on YouTube to get myself like uh, make sure that I was up to speed. He he was definitely giving me like um, you know, Zuko and Riku vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except like a lot more aggro. Definitely a lot more sure. aggro than, than yeah. both of them combined. Um, and and also like I mean like I think I told you this before, Emma. Like I just really like watching like a, a you know a sub, a quote unquote you know strong strong man um, get whipped. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, because because that's exactly how I felt in Final Fantasy yeah. VII remake when when um. Cloud gets a massage. I'm like, like, mm, mm, I like, mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, this. Well, in, in Cloud's case, it's like, ooh, this stoic boy who's showing no emotions is being like subjected to have to deal with feelings he can't control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, Danny, I know you're a big Vegeta stan. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's tattooed on me. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, I was going to reference that. Yeah. But uh, so what? what is it about Vegeta as a character that has such appeal to you? I guess for me, I feel like I'm a very strong-headed, proud person. And so I relate to that. And I think the thing about him is it makes those moments where he lets his guard down that much sweeter. Yeah. Um. And, you know, like, I joke about Goku a lot because he, to me, is like an idiot kid brother that I'm allowed to joke about. Right. People don't quite understand because he's also tattooed on me. Yeah. Um, and it's just so fascinating. Like, you need these two together. Um, and yet, I, I just feel like Vegeta doesn't. I don't know. Like he's more complex mm -hmm. and that's not a shade to Goku. Like no. when we were talking about Dragon Ball and DBZ, I was like, and it's just, it's so pure. Like, yes. like it. there's something about Goku that if he changed, it wouldn't work. Yes. I completely agree with you, Danny. I, I, Goku being simple and uncomplicated and just unwavering in terms of who he is and what he stands for is essential to the whole Dragon Ball franchise. And that is offset by having Vegeta as a foil to him. Yes. Who does change tremendously over the course of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And then we still get to see parts of him though, that, that snap. Yeah. Back, oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think there's something to, like, he's a bad boy, but, like, not in the way that Yamcha is, where, like, Yamcha will cheat on you. Yes. You know? Oh, <laughs> my God. No, Vegeta, that's, I think, is another thing that's, like, appealing as Vegeta, uh, as far as Vegeta goes as a character, is that, yeah, he's a he's a bad boy, but not in, like, a he gets around kind of way. Vegeta most certainly does not get around, and if he was thinking about getting around... Uh, he would, if you were married, divorce you first. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I think there's something, too, that he's so protective. Like, if you have made it past, if you're one of his friends, like, you've made it past all of the walls and, like, things that he's put up. So, like, you are a prize. <laughs> like, he clearly... Oh sees you as valuable mm -hmm. like of worth for his time yes. and friendship oh so, I, like, I love that and 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 piccolo has that like him yeah. and piccolo have this yeah. like 
respect. Um, he respects Piccolo. He respects, you know, there are other, that he might like mouth off to them, but there's a level of respect there where he's like, okay, you, we've done our time and I trust you. Right. That's another thing. He trusts these people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, not, not to get too woo woo about this, but like, I, I know that both me, I don't know about you, Danny, but uh, me and Emma, we both have um, water placements in our, in our, our three main. And like, I feel like, water signs we really like being able to like crack through the surface of people and like and like (laughs) you know like really like getting into that getting through that shell and getting to that gooey yolk you know Mm -hmm. i know i do yeah i think that that (laughs) that is i feel called out right now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay so let's let's talk about vegeta and bulma as a pair i mean we already touched on it a little bit but this on the show, we have never discussed a pairing that just is canon, full stop, no debate. Um, we've discussed sh- some ships on the show that can be canon because they happen in video games where you get to choose your romance route. Um, but this is just like full full stop canon. So what is it then uh, about? I, I mean, I think we kind of covered it in a way, like uh, in terms of Danny, why you gravitate so much towards the ship or even maybe why you found yourself interested in it as a teenager. Yeah, I mean, aside from them just both being hot, um, <laughs> like I said, they're they're strong headed, and I think they're unlikely, and that makes us kind of like curious to see how this will work out. Yeah, I think they're unpredictable in a way of we never know if their relationship is going to last or not. Yeah, so there's some surprise there, and honestly, there's a lot of growth in a short amount of time. Yeah, like, if you look at the Android Saga. He yep. there's a scene where Dr. Giro like blows up Bulma's uh spaceship with trunks and and um Vegeta doesn't move to save her. Yeah. And I truly think actually that if the other Z fighters were there, he would have. Mm-hmm. But he knew one of them would step in. Yeah. And trunks, future trunks steps in. So I think like he wouldn't actually be okay with seeing her die. However, he's not okay with other people seeing his emotion to her. Yeah. And that changes. That changes what he's okay because I think he sees it as a weakness. Yeah. And then I think it's just proving to himself that he's so strong that he doesn't actually care yeah. who sees. And again, because he trusts her, I think it gets to a level where he trusts her enough that that's his person. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's very true. And I also think, too, you know, it, just as you were talking about it in sort of the evolution of this relationship, I found it so... One of my favorite things about Dragon Ball Super is specifically the relationship between Bulma and Vegeta and their little family. Like the fact that because I mean, you you look back on Dragon Ball Z and it's like Vegeta wasn't even around when Trunks was born. He didn't really care that he was born. But again, Danny, I think you're completely right that he was uh he wasn't okay with other people knowing that he could feel and that would be something that he couldn't hide if he even pursued it at all. Uh, But then, you know, by the time we get to Dragon Ball Super and like it, it starts with them all like having a day off together. It's so cute. (laughs) And then when Bulma gets pregnant and he stays behind because like before when she was pregnant with Trunks, he goes away to train to be a Super Saiyan and then Goku's like, come on, let's go train. Mm -hmm. And Vegeta's like, no, I, I'm about to have another baby. Aww. I'm not going to leave my wife. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. It's it's so, oh my God, when he tells Trunks that he's holding the baby wrong, it just, it just, <laughs> I just love it. I just love this pairing. Um, yeah, and again, because you do have these two characters who are so strong-willed and opinionated and independent, but like when they're together, they're really sweet to one another. I, I just, I really, I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, are we are we uh, uh, turning you into a Bulma Vegeta shipper? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, you really didn't have to do that much work because, like I said, <laughs> I, I did watch some of the compilation uh, stuff, and I think the two scenes that really like cemented it for me, I was like, okay, like I, I like it, like it flipped the switch, at, mm. if you will, if you will, if um, you will, <laughs> um, is the the one scene where um, I think. Bulma's like beating up somebody in a spaceship and then and and then Vegeta is is watching from, from like from the distance um because like mm. the, the ship is still oh, floating yeah. and, he, and he's off to the yeah. side and he whispers to someone like I actually really like it when she's feisty I was, I was like oh my god yes! that's so cute yeah. um, and then also the scene where um I think Bulma gets um I forgot the name of the other person uh someone hit, hits her and then like he he goes like ape Ape shit Beerus. on them. Yeah, yes. Beerus hits her in yeah. uh, uh, in Battle of Gods. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, mm, I like that. I'm feeling something. Feeling something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vegeta loves the heck out of his wife. <laughs> There's no doubt, and she knows that he does. I think that's one of the mm-hmm. other things that that they play up really well in Dragon Ball Super. Is like. Right, even that unspoken Ve- trust. Yeah, even when Vegeta's being a shit, like, like outwardly, like, Bulma knows. She knows that he loves her and that he'll be there for his family. And, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a good couple. It's well written. I like it. Uh, all right, so let's, let's define this ship. So as I was telling you, Danny, uh, as we were, as I was corresponding with you about doing this episode, we find that most of the ships we discuss on this podcast fit into uh, sort of ship archetypes, much like characters often fit into character archetypes. So, uh, you know, there's 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 a whole gamut of them, like Idiot and Idiot in Progress, which is probably where I would put, uh, I, I would put, <laughs> I would put Goku and Chi-Chi in that category if their relationship was like a little more uh loving at times you know what I mean because I feel like he's an idiot for sure but I don't I don't think she gets dumber around him I think that the fact that she is so much smarter than him actually kind of puts them uh uh in contest with one another sometimes but as far as Bulma and Vegeta go uh I my vote of the archetypes uh is pure but shady and scary but sweet and of course Bulma is the like pure but shady and Vegeta being the scary but sweet completely because like Vegeta on the outside again like you see this person who is very very aggro and and just like fight 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 train 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 I'm stronger than everyone I'm better than everyone and I could destroy the earth if I want to but like at the end of the day again like he loves his family and would do anything for them and Bulma comes across as someone who's so friendly and uh and like outgoing and confident right but um, when, when you cross her Oh, you do not want to cross Bulma. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to cross Vegeta either, but he like projects that outwardly, whereas like right. Bulma, Bulma will slay you in other ways, uh, be it with her words or her inventions if you cross her. <laughs> yeah. So. Right, because I, I think at least Vegeta would, would be like, you know what, you're so, like you diss me, but you're so below me, I won't even, like I could 
kill you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But then Bulma would like literally would probably like jump on you and like knock oh, you, knock you oh. a new one. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Vegeta would be like, I'm above this, but Bulma, she she ain't above no low blows. Because <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel as a Gemini. Yeah, I just feel yes. like everybody. It's like I'm cute. And all the guys see me and my pictures on Instagram. They're like, oh, I'm going to DM her. She seems fun. And I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not fun. (laughs) Not for you, I'm not. Not fun for you. No, I agree. Yeah, there is a level with Bulma, I think, of her uh, being that cute girl on Instagram that you want to slide into her DMs. But, like, she's – there's – Has claws. She got claws. I think one one time I tweeted – it's like this is literally me. I tweeted the gif from Elf where Will Ferrell's trying to give the raccoon a hug. And I'm like, this is me. You see this cute, cuddly creature, and you're like, oh, I want to touch it. Right. And then it just claws your face out. Um, (laughs) That's me and uh, Bulma. Yeah. Yeah, Danny and Bulma, both both scary but sweets. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there there could be – I mean, Vegeta certainly fits the ex-bad boy archetype, but like – Bulma is just not a virtuous ray of sunshine. She's, she's not, not. Yeah, yeah. She's a ray of sunshine. She's not virtuous, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads us uh, quite nicely, I would say, into our next segment where we uh, get into discussing oh boy. some sexy material uh, featuring these two characters. So, Chris, you actually found a video for this pairing. Wow. <laughs> You wanna, you wanna, without like getting too explicit, uh, get into this. <laughs> yeah, like when when I was anticipating you being, do you want to talk about? It? I'm like, you know what, Emma? I'm not sure if I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, like, um, yeah, it's um, it's a lot. I mean, like, if there's not much to it, it's, it's basically it's basically just, like you know, yeah, very just, poorly, yeah. not poorly. It's uh, it's the animation's a little crude. It's yeah, crudely drawn. Um, like, so that way you can get, like, a visual, if you're a visual person of, of them doing the nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there really isn't that much to it. I mean, no. right, like, yeah, it gets down to the good stuff lot, pretty. wise But, like, you know, I just wanted to include that because, you know, I frequent sites like these. And, <laughs> um, and, like, you know, a, like, just because this is a very important anime, like, of course, there were going to be people that actually took the time to yeah. draw it out. And you know what? I have to tell you, I appreciate people taking the time to go so far as to animate their fan-made porn. That's dedication. That's dedication. Yeah. That's total dedication. We used to not have this. <laughs> yeah. It used to just always be, like, Marge Simpson yeah. or Lois Griffin. Oh, I, I, still see, I still see a lot of that. That, that Yeah, I, I do, too. Or the Frozen Sisters. Oh, oh my God. God. I, I don't. I don't. Please stop. I don't like that. I don't like, Dis- I don't yeah. like Disney. I'm, no. Unless it's yeah. between princes. Unless it's between princes, maybe. <laughs> That's funny. But I, yeah, and in this too, I, I did admittedly like the detail of the picture of Yamcha on the like <laughs> sideboard. <laughs> oh, Yamcha just getting screwed over in so many ways. But again, and like, it's not, it's, it's definitely like a little bit more on the male gazy side, but like Bulma's into it so like because that's the thing is there's i feel like a lot of the stuff that's male gazy it's a it's more like objectifying of the women whereas like all of the doujinshi and stuff that i compiled is like very very female gaze um uh with, with the exception of the uh the 
flower storm dojin, which again, like it's still, it, it kind of lives in this neutral zone, I feel like, as far as male or female gaze, because it's like, that's the one, it's, uh, the artist is named Curry. It's part of the Vegeta Attacks book dojin compilation. But like basically Bulma makes a, a, a super suit that she designs, um, but she didn't put any zippers or anything in it and it's super tight. So she has to have Vegeta like help her take the suit off. And like through that, he ends up like <laughs> touching her body in a few, you know, key places. And that, that sort of is the inciting incident for them getting it on. But again, it's like- Is that what, key, key places, is that what we're calling it? Key places, that's what we're calling it, exactly. Uh, yeah, but but again, like that's the thing is, I, I think that what's, what's kind of great about a lot of the material with these characters and I really love uh, there's a few chapters uh, that actually I found on Tumblr. Don't tell anybody because Tumblr is not supposed to have anything pornographic on it anymore. Right. And these are like very mild porn like you don't see any body parts actually but like you can tell they're definitely naked and having sex um uh but it's called pillow talk and there's a few different chapters of it but yeah it's a um it's a japanese artist named ali hui and then the author is ebk fix that's both of them on tumblr um but yeah like the 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 first one that i came across was just like this real good like Bulma and Vegeta are just have been like starting to hook up for the first time. Uh, and it's like real cute because he's talking to her like, OK, well, now t tell me, because obviously, like you've had lots of partners before and you're the first person I've ever taken to bed. <laughs> yeah, Nah, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I know that it's like Vegeta doesn't let anyone in. I'm like, he's still would fuck per people <laughs> well i mean especially because like they're both so like by the time they're hooking up like they're both they're like in their, thir 30s. In their 30s yeah, yeah yeah i know i used to think of that when i was little because again i would write fan fiction right. and i was like has he he doesn't let anybody in yeah but i still see a world when he was like in his 20s running around and like totally. he would i'm not saying he's he doesn't give a shit about you no like, yeah he would fuck you and then be like okay bye like, he doesn't care about you at all. But I mean, like, he, I still think he was running around yeah. with Nappa and um, Raditz. Raditz, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, doesn't let, he no. doesn't let people in, but he lets people get it in. Yeah. <laughs> or he gets in people. Yeah. What, you know what? Maybe he lets people get it in too. I don't judge. Well, uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. Really? I I I I liked the explanation in it, and I liked that Bulma was within the context of this particular story. That Bulma's like, well, you know, yeah, I'm not a virgin, certainly, but I'm not exactly a Casanova. Like, I, it was just, right. it was, it it was very cute, and his explanation of like. Yeah, it was part of the Frieza force. Like, I didn't have time for personal relationships, but I agree with you, Danny. That like, you don't need a you don't need a relationship to uh, <laughs> to get your freak on, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I love everybody's commitment to making sure they draw his little tail spot, yes! which is so. For people Ooh, yes. that don't know, Vegeta's tail was cut off, so he has just this little like nub looking thing. Yes, which they do show in the cartoon yes. in the anime. Of him, like, when he's showering, you can see it. And uh, I just love that, like, in order to make this, like, canon, everybody has his little tail spot yeah. showing. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. I also um, really appreciate that this doujin is colored. Yeah, yeah. Shout that's out. not That's not necessarily common, but... Yeah, uh, it does. But, yeah. Um, also, the, the other thing that I, um, I, I... The other one's really cute, too. The, the Valentine's Day one that I came across where, like... 
<laughs> Vegeta gifts Bulma the Earth because he could destroy it if he wanted to. <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's just very cute. I, I like the dynamic of their relationship a lot um, in it. And uh, yeah, they both they both look good and uh, oh, they look great. I, I always I always like a, a good dojin of a lady enjoying herself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> totally. Um, but then there's this other one that I came across. It was this whole um, Tumblr that has a bunch of old Dragon Ball doujinshi on it uh, that was like, oh man, I'm I'm getting back into some some stuff that I definitely came across as a teen. But this one Stay Gold uh, by Oni Yuri is the name of the artist. Uh, it's like it this one's safe for work, but it's just the story was so sweet. It was kind of like Bulma coming to terms with and feeling like really at peace and content with her life with Vegeta, like after the death of Cell. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, she talks about how like he started sleeping in and he can like sense the presence of their son because he has such a strong connection. It was it just it's really good. Um and like at the end of it, it it kind of is shades of what we see in Dragon Ball Super, where Bulma thinks Vegeta's gonna go train because she's just fixed the anti gravity um, or the the increased gravity chamber rather, um, and Vegeta's like, no, I'm not gonna do that today. I just want to spend the day with you. And yeah, it's just it's. I always love their dynamic after Cell yeah. because he was supposed to die. Yeah, like that was. I'm sure always in the back of her mind Mm -hmm. when she created a baby with this person was when he stepped onto that battlefield to go against the androids in another world, another Bulma doesn't get to have him. Yeah. And so the fact that he lived and then you have that scene where Future Trunks is saying bye to him and Vegeta's dressed in normal clothes. He's not in his, he's in civilian clothes and they just say bye to each other. And then Trunks, you know, gets, he's going in the, um, the time machine and leaving and he looks down and here's his mom with the baby him and he's leaving him with the dad, with his dad. And it's like, oh, now they have to figure out what they're going to be. Because they never, had planned for that. They never yeah. planned for that. They didn't have that in Trunks's timeline again cuz like Trunks had no relationship with Vegeta whatsoever in his time. Bulma and Vegeta had a fling, Trunks was born and then Vegeta was dead. So, yeah, it is it, it is really that that post Android saga them figuring out what their relationship is going forward uh, is really sweet. And I thought it was portrayed really nicely in this dojin. So yeah. Also, I just want to give another shout out to just how good the art is in this one. Yeah. It's um, really good. It's, it's very shoujo. Yeah. But very it's shoujo. Very good. <laughs> like they still try to keep it in line with the, with the original art from, yeah. from Akira and the, the hair details are really great. And also um, I especially really like the last two panels. I mean, like it's Vegeta with no shirt on. So but, yeah, but, what's not to like, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but I think like, especially just like um, in the second, uh, the second to last page where like, mm. he's kind of like leaning on one shoulder, looking at Bulma still lying over yeah. and, and his, his, his shoulders are kind of like in a diagonal pose. Like there's something about that. That's really attractive in, in that way. Like his, yeah. like, yeah, that posing is I think is just really good. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. It's and really nips. good stuff. Uh so let's go ahead and rate this ship. So what that means is uh well we don't actually have to give this a canonical rating because we're all gonna say ten. Yeah, that's uh, true. Because it's canon. 
indisputably so. <laughs> These characters are married and have multiple children together. Uh, but as far as like a personal rating goes in terms of like Dragon Ball itself and just like all of fandom, uh, out of 10, what would you rate this ship for you personally, Danny? Um, I'm going to give it a 10, yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course, but I'm going to say that coming up behind them Ooh. would be Gohan and Videl in DBZ. Yes. I can't, well, yeah, when they first got together, because then it kind of like faded. I think they still love each other. I do I too, that. yeah. It's just, it's not as much of a fight. They actually yeah. mimicked, you know, a lot of this where it was like, you have this ballsy character, which was Videl. Yep. Um, and then you have this adorable, naive. I mean, it actually not uh, mimicked them, but Goku and uh, Goku and Chi Chi. Yeah, it was very Goku and Chi Chi. And so I loved that. I love that. And then also got to give a shout out to coming up behind them would be Krillin and Android eighteen. 18. Yes, yes, I yes. love because that is I love a woman that loves a short king. Yes, I love short kings, and also just like he bagged her again, just like people flexing on Yamcha left and right. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love their dynamic too. Yeah. All of these people are not who sh- should go with each other, yeah. and that's what I think really I really like about it. Yeah, I think that that is again like weirdly that is one of the strengths of Dragon Ball as a series is even like it's certainly not a romance by any stretch of the imagination, but all of the romantic pairings within it are actually super interesting and and are made up of dynamic characters on both sides like in in no in none of these cases do we have a guy where it's like yeah okay cool he's sort of a two-dimensional like male paper doll good boy or whatever um all all of these characters are very dynamic and i i'm totally in agreement with you i love i love volman vegeta and when you pointed out that uh that that uh mr darcy and miss elizabeth thing i was like "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep that's why that's why it's got that 10 for me Uh, so, uh, Chris and I have prepared, uh, some fan fiction and, uh, much like her predecessor, uh, Danny is going to delight us with something on the spot. Uh, Chris, do you, I think I went first last time. So do yeah, you want to go first? I think, I think because you know the series better, I should go first. Okay. You go first, then I'll go. And then Danny will be able to draw inspiration while we talk and, <laughs> and deliver. All right, here we go. Yeah. Oh god, I think this is this is like the, the filthiest one that I've written oh, so far. No. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure to limit the candy. Got it. They get two pieces and try to space them out. I got it. I got it. Trunks wines. This isn't the first time I sat for Bola. It is for the whole damn day. Bulma says, checking her sunflower print silk robe for the fifth time during this conversation to make sure it's not loosening. Trunk turns to Vegeta in a last effort. Dad, do I have to? What are you even going to be doing the whole day? Quit asking questions and enjoy your day pass as we got you. Vegeta gives Trunks a final push out the door along with Bola in her stroller and closes the door before Trunks can say anything more. Bola meets Vegeta back down in their room. They moved the bed and cabinets around to make a little room for their rare free day with one another. Vegeta is finishing up setting up the chair along with some of its attachments. Bul- <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm going to hell. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, Bulma gives him a smirk. Is it ready? Vegeta doesn't look up. What do you think? Trying to get a last quip in, Bulma says as she t- take, takes her time pulling off her robe finally, revealing a studded red leather bustier. 
it's fitted to give her exactly the lift that she likes. Vegeta says nothing in response. He isn't sure if the game has started out already, but decides to assume it is. Just in case, he takes his shirt off to reveal his triangular frame. He removes his pants and reveals matching leather underwear that seems to struggle to contain his assets. <laughs> Even the sound of Bulma's nine-inch nine heels had a certain kind of seductive quality about them as she slowly walked over to tie Vegeta's hands to the back of the chair with the strongest rope they could find. It, is that good? Bulma whispers to Vegeta's ears, adding in as much warmth to her breath as she could. Yeah? Vegeta replies. Bulma re reaches uh, into one of the bottom drawers of the bedroom dresser and pulls out a writing crop. She traces it along the crevices of, of Vegeta's eight-pack, the, the valley of his cleavage, up and over his Adam's apple, leading to right below his chin. That's yes, mistress. Oh. That's it. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. That's some dominatrix stuff. <laughs> I like it. it. I'm sweating like right now. It. I like it. All right. Mine is not as spicy. So. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Every morning she awoke expecting to be alone and every day she grew less surprised to find that she wasn't. Vegeta still had his own room, actually his own several rooms, practically amounting to a whole apartment at the Capsule Corporation headquarters, but somehow, at night, he always managed to find his way to hers. Well, to be fair, she was the one who had convinced him to find it in the first place. When it first started, he'd come to her maybe one or two nights a week, and he never actually stayed the night. But lately, his increasingly frequent visits weren't so much frequent as they were constant. And whenever she awoke, there he was, and there was that odd sensation of lightness in her chest. Bulma felt a smile pull at the corner of her lips as she lay on her side gazing at him. How thrilling it was to hold such power over someone so powerful. She reached her hand mm -hmm. out and gingerly traced the outlines of the Saiyan Prince's well-sculpted biceps with her fingertips. Mm -hmm. He really was beautifully made, and Bulma was quite enjoying becoming acquainted with every inch of him. And he certainly seemed to be equally fond of acquainting himself with every inch of her. She giggled to herself, shifting closer to him and planting a kiss on the sleeping prince's forehead. Still, he did not stir. It dawned on Bulma just how much trust it took to sleep so soundly in the presence of another person, and the floating sensation bubbled up in her chest again. It was not unpleasant, aside from the fact that Bulma Briefs, the girl genius who had once sought the Dragon Balls to wish for a perfect boyfriend, had to face the fact that she was developing feelings for a real, flawed, living, breathing man. Well, at least he wasn't exactly human. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Love it. You are such a, um, what do I want? A romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a romantic. Yeah, that was um, great. Thank you. I really like this pairing. I like the, the, like, I, I think a lot of what we talked about on the episode was the, like, what's so appealing to me about this ship is you do have these two really, like, assertive characters who are very soft for one another. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Um, okay. Danny, lay see. it on I us. Want, I need to do some language, though, that's, like, in the, um, the fan fiction that I used oh, to Oh, yes, yes, yes. Please. Um, so, so you'll find that peppered in I'm there. I'm ready. Um, this takes place during those three years. Mm, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta had hurt himself in the gravity chamber again. He hated being strapped down to the bed. He was weak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
He was attached to an IV, and Bulma decided to put on a coat and go in there. Her parents were in bed for the night. She slips into his hotel, his hotel, his hospital room, locking the door. His eyes spring open, eyeing her. What is this woman doing? Why is she here? She saunters over to him and doesn't say a word. He doesn't say one either. She slips off her lab coat. Her beautiful, buzzing, gorgeous, huge ass breasts <laughs> bounce as she lets her hair down. He tries not to look, keeping her gaze, but as they bounce up, he can't help but look at her buttoning boobs. <laughs> Perfect. She straddles him naked, holding him down. She knows that he can push back, but he chooses not to. She presses her lips to his, feeling his throbbing member. <laughs> there it is. I hate that word. <laughs> if he used it too. The only thing separating them is a sheet, mm. but that's quickly gone. <laughs> he pulls out his IV and rolls over on her, thrusting himself into her. <laughs> now they are one. The Yay! end. Yay! <laughs> I always forget how they like describe her boobs, but oh it's always my like buzzing. No, like I, buzzing, buzzing, whatever. Yes. Bu- yeah, like, bl- yeah, like blossoming under his yeah, touch blossoming. kind of thing. That, yeah, there's so much of that in fan fiction. No, that uh, you, you brought me right back to fanfiction.net, Danny. Well yeah. done. Well Listen, done. The level of commitment that Vocal Fry really took me there. It took. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very good. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for being on the show. We could not have this show wouldn't exist uh, without uh, oh, our, our, yeah. our little Twitter conversation conversation that we had way back in the day when Chris was like, you want to do a doujinshi podcast? And I went, yes, I definitely do. Uh, I'm so glad. Danny, what uh, what have you got going on while we're while we're all living under lock and key? Yeah, well, you can check out my podcast with Iffy, wherever you get your podcast. It's called Nerdificent. Um, this past month, we actually did a whole month on mental health May. Oh, awesome. So we tackled the brain science behind different therapy treatments and ones that I've done and ones that um, some other showrunners and comedians and writers and people like that. So it's definitely worth checking out. Or if you just want to hit up a normal episode like Wonder Woman or Batman, we have those too. So yeah. Anything else that you're working on that you can talk about? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be on the Great Debate. Oh Ify, yes, I've seen uh, that. It's also on that. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So I'm on two episodes where I debate fellow nerds. I actually got to debate on the behalf of Goku. Oh. Um, however, it's very much a comedy show. Yes. They only had comedians yeah. on, so we're kind of dicking around a lot. Um, so if you're like, why didn't she state hardcore facts? That's, that's probably this why. is not. Then this is not probably the show. <laughs> for you uh yeah. I, I think amongst our i think amongst our fan base uh you're in good hands with people understanding good. uh that fandom should be fun that's why we're here it's here to be fun yeah. your opinions are great they don't have to be right or wrong they're opinions it's just it's just fun <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that drops january 18th on sci-fi nice awesome i am looking forward uh to seeing that because obviously i know a lot of people that were on it and who wrote on it uh I, we have talented friends who are working it's great uh chris anything going on with you that you want to talk about 
No, not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> stuff, stuff are, stuff, things are percolating, but um, that's yeah. all I can say right now. Sweet. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, I am streaming on my Twitch channel Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, typically noon o'clock to three o'clock Pacific time, three o'clock or so. I'm playing The Witcher 3 right now. Um, oh, and, such a good uh, So there's good. Just like, so good. I'm just thirsting over it, really. I really only like to play games where there's eye candy. Uh, and there's a lot <laughs> of it in The Witcher. So it's been a good ass time literally i do need ass time because there's yeah. there's a lot of butts in it we, uh it's great we love we love fujoshi that can play western rpgs too we do we do uh not uh it's an adjustment for me to be sure i don't play a lot of western <laughs> video games i mostly play japanese video games but witcher who man i think yeah. about it even when i'm not playing it i love it so much yeah. uh obviously follow this podcast at nsf weebs pod on twitter you can also email us and we are gearing up to do our final episode of this season, which will be next week, and it's gonna be a fanficathon. Chris and I are just gonna write a bunch of short fanfics for different ships with different prompts. It's like, gonna be a oh, blast. Oh boy, it's going to be. Oh, it's gonna I get. I don't even know. It's gonna get spicy <laughs> up in here. We'll see. Maybe Pro- maybe probably. I too will will describe someone's breasts as <laughs> wow. and blossoming. I couldn't even say it right. I like put them together. It was like buttony. Yeah, but buttony. They were buttony. Joe buttony. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening once again. Uh, and you know, stay thirsty out there because Ooh, we gotta. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? And then and then come here to to get that thirst quenched. (laughs) To to get quenched, yeah. To get get quenched. That's how we're going to end this. (laughs) Get quenched. Bye, (laughs) y'all.